When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hi there, and welcome to Scout the Game Week. Scout the Game Week is Fantasy Football Scout's weekly podcast, brought to you by the Scout Network. In each episode, we'll look back at the game week we have just played to assess what we can learn to help us in the next round of fixtures. I'm your host, Ryan, from Football Chatbox. Let's scout the game week. Game week 15 is ongoing with two more games left, uh, but we're here to discuss the upcoming game week 16 and also to talk about what has happened in game week 15 so far. Uh, to discuss all of this, I'm joined by FPL Inzaghi, Ryan. Uh, so we got namesakes basically here. Uh, how are you doing, mate? And how is the game week going for you so far? Hey, Ryan. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's great to be on here. I, I enjoy listening to Scout the Game Week every week. You do a fantastic job. So, yeah, great to be a part of it. Um, great timing to get me on uh, this game week because I'm having a fantastic game week so far. Um, I'm on 43 points. With We've still got two games to go. I've, I've got a couple of players left in Poro and Son, but I'm on a 43% green arrow. So I've jumped from 750k to 420k which is yeah fantastic so far and really the heroes for me this game week have been trent not many people have trent um his effective ownership at my rank is just seven percent so he scored 12 points fantastic from him and then cole palmer and, and then the likes of imbumo and, and saka kind of chipping in with some points as well so yeah it's been a great game week so far insane um I've, to be honest i'm looking at a team and i'm like this guy has exactly the kind of questions that i want to ask because Trent is a topic that everyone's like discussing and the way you got trained is also because of no Haaland and we'll mm-hmm. talk about that as well when we get to it. But yeah, really good game week for you. Me, on the other hand, I'm all, I didn't have no Trent, no Cole Palmer. So the rest of the team is like, um, I still have five players though because I have triple Newcastle um, to play with Anthony Gordon as well and Bowen and Ariola as well. So I'm 21 right now. Um, so we'll see what happens tomorrow in terms of mm. um, the Newcastle games. And you've got Sun, which is also another talking point um, going forward, which I'll try and link with maybe Boomer and all. But let's start with the Luton versus um, Arsenal game, shall we? So another big team going to Luton and finally tough. Um, 
I find it a tough place to play at. Um, however, Arsenal did come away with the win. What did you take away from that performance? Yeah, I mean, I was surprised to see Arsenal get the win. I was watching the game and then I had to take my uh, son to his kindergarten orientation and I kind of turned it off. It was 3-3. There was like a minute left and I thought, oh, great, Arsenal dropped points. <laughs> um, and then I was so surprised to see Declan Rice with the winning goal. Um, I think probably the most obvious talking point is is uh, David Raya mm-hmm. and Arsenal defensively. I've got David Raya in my team. I've got Saliba as well. A lot of people have an Arsenal defender. Potentially, they've got two. Um, and and looking at that game, um, it was very frustrating. And, and you're asking questions about whether Arteta is looking to bring Ramsdale back in. Mm-hmm. But it was only a couple of game weeks ago against Brentford that Ramsdale looked quite poor. I'm not sure if Arteta will make that change. I've still got every confidence uh, in Raya starting, but it's alarming to see him concede the goals that he did. I think he was at fault for at least two of the goals. So from from the eye test perspective, it, it was quite concerning. But if you look at the stats, Luton only had an XG of 0.5. Two of their goals came from set pieces. And then one of the goals from Ross Barkley, I think David Raya really should have done more there. Um, and across the season, Arsenal still have the best defence in the league. So I think it's too uh, it's too much of a knee-jerk reaction to say that Arsenal are bad defensively now. I think we've got enough data to say that they're still good defensively. There are some mistakes, though, creeping in. And we've seen this with City in recent seasons where statistically they've got a great defence, but it's just that one chance that Edison lets in or that they kind of make a mistake at the back and then suddenly... Uh, they concede a goal and that clean sheet's gone. So we're kind of seeing something similar with Arsenal. I, I don't think it's fair to say their defence is bad, but they're making some mistakes. So, yeah, that was a concern for me. Um, but then I think the the opposite end of the pitch is, is the Arsenal attack. Um, and that's really started to kick into gear now that Gabriel Jesus has returned to fitness, Odegaard as well. Uh, I think last game week, it was the first time um, since the beginning of the season or early on in the season that Arteta was able to name Martinelli, Odegaard, Gabriel Jesus and Bakayo Saka all in the starting lineup. And we saw the difference that that made to Arsenal's attack. And again, they scored four goals here against Luton. Um, I think, yeah, well, Arsenal, um, their attack is probably one to monitor because the fixtures are there from an attacking perspective. But defensively, the fixtures get really difficult from now. Yeah, that's the thing. Because um, from a defensive perspective, um, uh, like you mentioned, right, a lot of people probably have double Arsenal defence. I've got one Arsenal defender, so I'm okay to keep them. Like, I have Gabriel, so I'm okay to keep him, like, um, during this tough run. Um, but double Arsenal defence, I don't know. It depends. Like, if you have both the centre-backs, um, the only problem is where would you actually go to? And I have a question with regards to that in terms of defenders, which we might get to later. But... Th- I might be tempted at times to kind of get rid if it's two Arsenal, like the both centre-backs. Um, the only exception I would make would be if you had um, one of the centre-backs and Zinchenko. Because I still think Zinchenko is a really good FPL asset uh, going forward, attacking, bonus points potential. And in the big games, Arsenal will try and keep it tight or we've seen a more pragmatic approach from Arteta. Um, so that's what I'm kind of expecting to happen. Um, but you've got Defender and goalkeeper side, I don't think Drea will lose his spot, to be honest. Um, I think Arteta still thinks he is the first choice, so I don't expect that to change. But yeah, attack has improved with the return of Odegaard, Gabriel Jesus, and probably will continue to do well. Um, but that's better. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I agree completely with you. I think if you've got Saliba and Gabriel, 
probably the time now is to move one of them on. You don't want to be making too many defensive transfers, mm. but we, we haven't seen many clean sheets this season. I, I think you just pick the likes. We'll talk about defenders. I know that you've got a question a little bit later on, but there are other fullbacks that you can pick mm. who have a who have way more attacking upside. Um, and I think if I had Saliba and Gabriel, I'd be tempted to move one of them on because looking at their fixtures, they've got Villa away this week. Yes. We've seen what Villa have just done to City. Um, and at home, they've been so consistent. So they've got Villa away, Brighton at home, and then Liverpool in the next three. I don't think Arsenal keep a clean sheet in any of those games. Mm, exa- yeah, I don't, I don't see a clean sheet in any three because Brighton score every single game, even though they concede. Um, Villa, like we said, monsters. And then Liverpool are the best attacking team in the league right now. So, yeah, probably no clean sheet at all. But um, even then, it's like two. That's why I'm like, if you have two, I probably might move one is why I'm thinking um, in terms of Arsenal defense. Um, Okay, so that's Arsenal. But let's talk about City now. Um, Another Rodri-less City means another loss this season. Um, They were really poor. Or I should say Aston Villa were really good. Um, Villa face Arsenal next and City play Luton next away as well again a lot of top teams have gone to Luton and found it a bit hard um, from a City perspective you have no Haaland in your team are you looking to extend that or what's the plan yeah, yeah great question uh, congrats to Villa as well and Villa fans they must be loving life at mm. the moment um, I think you nailed that on the head um, yeah City it's not so much about City being poor, but Villa being good. And also without Rodri, that's a key factor. But you're right. I don't have Darwin in my team. And it's been a while now. I took him out on the Game Week 8 wildcard. The plan was to get him back in this week. So the plan was uh, Salah downgrade to Foden. And then I was going to upgrade Darwin to uh, Haaland. So losing the two Liverpool attackers for the two City attackers. And you know, it didn't feel great losing Salah, but I don't think that there's enough justification to go to premiums in mm. Salah and Haaland when you've got so many assets like Trent and Trippier and Son and Saka and these kind of mid-tier premiums doing really well. Um, and I, I think when you look at captaincy, there aren't too many fixtures I want to captain Salah in. Mm between game week 16 and game week 20. And then he goes, of course, to the African Cup of Nations. So I kind of made my bed with uh, going uh, without Salah and going just for Haaland. But the Mbumo injury has completely thrown that plan off now. So I'm a little bit frustrated because I look at that Luton fixture for City and I think Haaland's the best captain in that game. I look at Crystal Palace in 17. I think Haaland's the best captain there. They blank in 18, but then they've got uh, Everton and Sheffield United. So in the next five game weeks, Haaland's the best captain in four of them. Uh, and one of them, he's not playing. Mm. So I'm, I am scared now, potentially going without Haaland. But I think at this stage, if the deadline was in 10 minutes, yeah. <laughs> I, I would be going without Haaland again until game week 20. So the plan at this stage now, um, I'll have to do some more digging and, and we've got a couple of days before the the, the deadline. Yeah. But potentially what I'm looking at at the moment is um, is selling in Bumo for someone like Douglas Louise or kind of like a cheaper midfielder. And mm. the reason I want to sell in Bumo for Douglas Louise is because I can have him in place mm. for the game week 18 blank. And I think that he's probably the second best pick from Villa. 
And then I would upgrade Archer to Alvarez and I'd play like a 3-4-3, 3-5-2 based on the fixtures. So I could bench Douglas Louise against Arsenal this week, for example, play Alvarez against Luton. Um, and then when Alvarez has that blank in 18, I can put him on the bench and I can play Douglas Louise. So that's kind of what I'm looking at if, if I go without Haaland. But if I'm too scared of that Luton fixture, the Haaland plan would potentially be a hit. And mm. I don't need to take a hit, but I think that I could go something like Salah and Imbumo to Foden and a cheaper midfielder like Garnacho or William, and then upgrade Archer to um, Haaland mm. and play 3-4-3 again. So uh, it might be a little bit confusing, but <laughs> there's no, so no. many yeah. permutations going on in my head what to do with Haaland, and the Imbumo injury has made it difficult. Yep, fair enough. Are you not worried about the... Um... Alvarez dropping form or I guess Bernardo playing with Alvarez takes so Bernardo tends to take the ball away from Alvarez in terms of like set pieces and also when Alvarez is trying to cross the ball he's like no I'll do the crossing and then Alvarez has to get into the box so are, are you not worried about that kind of like changing play style slash dropping form? Yeah, I mean, I haven't really looked at Alvarez too much as an option because I haven't been considering him up until mm. now. Mm. I mean, against Aston Villa today, he had a 0.00 XGI. Yeah, so that no was attacking the City threat. team and whole, I'll get to that, but yeah. Yeah, um, but then against Spurs, he had a 1.0 XGI, 0.4 against Liverpool the week before that as well. So yeah, I mean, I think earlier on in the season, he was p- potentially overperforming his stats. Mm. Um, and recently the returns haven't been there. Mm. I think you're right. Like, Bernardo is taking the ball kind of in the positions you want Alvarez to be taking um, taking the ball up in. But uh, at his price, with the fixtures that they've got and his expected minutes are still good. Mm. Um, he came off early against Villa today. I think he, he'll start again against Luton. Um, if I want a slice of that City attack, I'm not expecting him to cover Haaland. But if I can get a slice of the City attack for $7 million, then I'm okay with that. Mm. All right, fair enough. Um, now, Aston Villa, on the other hand, played really well. And I, and I understand the Douglas Lewis because he's on pens as well. So mm. that is a really good call. Now, they created many chances. Uh, really didn't finish them off, but they're still a pretty good uh, team to have in FPL. But we might need to change who we have with both Cash and DRB kind of like doing nothing. Uh, I'm also going to say that so Aston Villa had 22 shots in this game. City had only two. And that too was that Haaland double chance at the start. So after the 11th minute, City had zero XG. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They batted them. They absolutely batted them. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sad that I didn't get to watch the game, really. I just saw highlights because I was watching the United-Chelsea game. But um, from what I could see on, on Twitter, people were, were just saying how good Villa were and, mm. and Villa Park was rocking. And it looked like a deserved victory for Aston Villa. Yeah, you, you make a good point, though, on the Villa assets. Like, with the rotation around Diaby and Bailey, they're both great, but mm. we can't predict their minutes too accurately at the moment. Um, I'm not sure if we've got enough of a sample size to understand what Emery's doing there. And Diaby kind of had the starts early. Now it looks like Bailey's coming back into the team. I would just avoid that. Mm. I, I don't like picking players who... Um, who are a rotation risk and rather the certainty of minutes. And you want players for game week 18. In any other kind of situation, you could probably stomach a benching and, yeah. and chance it with Bailey and, and Diaby and attack the upside. But whichever Villa players you have, you really need them to come through for you in game week 18. And so you need to kind of value the expected minutes a little bit higher. And that's why Douglas Louise 
is probably, in my opinion, the second best attacker to go for. As you say, he's on penalties, on set pieces. Uh, he hit the post again today, so he's got a good kind of long-range shot on him. Um, his chance creation is not too bad as well for, for kind of a deeper midfielder. And then Watkins. If you don't have Watkins in your team, I'd say he's probably the best captain in 18. Mm. Um, so Watkins and, and Douglas Louise look like two of the best mm. players to own at the moment. Defensively, I mean, Matty Cash has been benched again. He's in my team. I think I'm just going to hold him until mm. we get closer to game week 18 and hope that he gets his place back. Um, but I wouldn't be buying him now. I wouldn't really be buying any Villa defender apart from someone like Pau Torres. But again, we're looking at centre-backs in yeah. a season where there aren't too many clean sheets. So the upside feels pretty low there. I'd, I'd avoid Luka Dean and Moreno. There's too many, too much rotation there, similar to Bailey and Diaby. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I think Watkins, probably the, best, the second best striker in the game as well. Um, so I wouldn't look to sell him at all. I think he's at the rate he's playing. Even though he didn't score today, probably a season keeper. Or maybe a bit too early to say season keeper, but he's showing the form that like no other striker is really showing apart from maybe Haaland, let's say. Yeah. Do you think he's a second best striker behind Darwin? Oh, yeah, definitely. Darwin or, is... Or Haaland. <laughs> da, 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 Darwin, Darwin, I would put third just because of the minutes problem. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of um, course. If, if Darwin least... was 90 minutes, I would rate Darwin over, over yeah. Watkins. Yeah, but yeah. No. He came off the bench and got an assist today, I know. Darwin. Yeah. You know, but still, <laughs> he came off the bench. That's the problem. <laughs> he didn't start. <laughs> yes. More points than Haaland, though, and he got yeah. a yellow card. True. Um, yeah. uh, but we'll get to Darwin as well. Uh, but yeah. like... Um, yeah, I think Villa are really good. Um, the Watkins 18 captaincy could be an option, but I'll, 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 when I get to like the Brentford one, I'll tell you what I'm thinking in terms of like Ooh. captaincies and all. Um, now, let's move on to the Brighton Brentford game. Uh, so MVM scored the penalty, but then mm. went off injured. Um, we aren't sure yet what extent of the injury, like the, how long he's going to be out for, or if he's just like just a precaution or what. Uh, but with a blank coming up as well, would you look to sell him and for who? Yeah, it's not ideal timing for Mbumo. It, it didn't look good, did it? Like he, no. any injury that forces you from the field and, and the way that he went down and, and the way that he came off, it suggests that it's going to be a little while. And in this busy period, people have said it a million times before, uh, you miss a week or two, that's potentially two to three game weeks with the game weeks coming thick and fast. So obviously we'll have to wait for news from Thomas Frank to see if we if we get anything. I'm not sure we should get a press conference before game week 16, or at least we should kind of hear some reports from the club uh, filtering through. Yes, Sheffield United away from home next. He was going to be a fantastic pick for that game. If he's going to be out... Uh, for a couple of weeks, then he's an obvious sell with mm. the African Cup of Nations in game week 20, uh, 21, I should say, and the blank. Um, th- yeah, it depends on how much value you've got invested in him. If you've just bought him recently, there's no issues there selling him. Um, and then you can kind of, if if they double, and yeah. that's a big if, uh, you can look to bring him back in, in game week 20. But yeah, as you say, we'll have to, um, we'll have to wait and see for an update as to who uh, as to if we sell him and and did you ask who should we look for as a replacement yeah yeah. Yeah. um i I think there's an opportunity here so uh in bumo is what 7.1 million i think Um, Uh, around that 7 million mark 7.1 but selling price will depend depending on when you got him i guess sure maybe high sixes or something like that so yeah i think there's an opportunity a lot of people are talking about trent and trippier and kind of seeing these defenders get you know 12 points um and they get keep a clean sheet get an attacking return and there's your bonus points and 
I, I think there's a potential opportunity to downgrade Mbumo to someone like a Palmer or even a Huang or a Willian, a Gordon, uh, or even a Douglas Louise. I don't mind. We've spoken about him. And these midfielders, they can rotate quite nicely with mm. your fourth defender or even a third forward. So we've been on 3-5-2 for most of the season. But if I didn't have Trippier or Trent in my team, I'm looking at Trippier's run of fixtures, especially from game week 17. They've got uh, Fulham, Luton, and Forest, right? If I didn't have Trippier or Trent, I'd potentially go Mbumo down to Palmer mm. or down to uh, Gordon or William, as I've said. And then look to upgrade those funds from a Gabriel or a Saliba or a Cash to one of the more premium defenders. So that's kind of where I would go. But if, if you want to play around the same price and you've got a little bit more money in your bank, I, I think Phil Foden's a good player to, to go for. Mm, okay, fair enough. Even with the blank, oh, if you have like room with the blank in terms of bench and everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because Mbumo's blanking 18 anyway, yes. you're not adding a blanker. Yeah, true. Um, you're getting a player with great underlying stats, with good expected minutes, mm. who's got Luton, Palace, Blank, yep. Everton, Sheffield United, double. So I, I think Foden's a good pick. Yeah, fair enough. Um, now, I was talking about this uh, day before with um, Mira, FPL Mez, and uh, Reddy from the FPL Addicts team on my podcast. We were talking about like um, like selling potentially uh, Mbuomo after the Sheffield United game, but now it looks like it might be earlier. For a mm. Palmer and... Because I have Bowen, and and I think Mira had like Diaz, and upgrading that move to a human son as a as a move because we already had Trippier in our teams. So yeah, like you, I, like you, I agree with you. All this thing, if you don't have Trippier, like you can go and get it because Newcastle's run that's upcoming is about to be really good. Same with like Trentish. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What, 40 points in the last four game weeks or something from him. So the insane record from him as well. So that is what I was thinking because I was thinking if Ken gets Sun, game week 18, he's also another good captaincy option for game week 18 against Everton. Um, yeah, I've already totally captained agree. Watkins before. <laughs> and because of that past experience, I'm like, do I really want to put it on him again? It's what I'm like unsure about. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really like that idea. Yeah, I think it depends. If you don't have Son, then mm. he's one of the main priorities over Trent and Trippier, I think. But if you've got Son in your team, yeah, you can play around with that Mbumo pick. If you've got two free transfers, downgrade Mbumo. There are great budget midfielders on offer. Yeah. And then look to upgrade elsewhere uh, to improve your team. Yep, fair enough. All right, uh, let's talk about the Manchester United versus Chelsea game. Uh, Cole Palmer scored once more, but McTominay came uh, with the sauce, uh, which I th- think now makes him United's leading goal scorer in the Prem, I uh. think, uh, probably. Uh, from an overall view, I just thought this game was too open and mm. both sides should have been punished for how open it was. Um, but what did you think? Yeah, I agree. It was like watching a, um, a tennis match at mm. times, just back and forth, back and forth. Um, I don't know how many saves Sanchez made, but he... Uh, yeah, it would have been plus seven, plus eight, something like that, yeah. I reckon. Um, and the XG in that game, I think United had uh, an XG of over four against Chelsea. That includes a penalty as well. But 
Um, by halftime, United had over 2.6 XG. Mm. And and looking at the last six matches, Chelsea have the second worst defence for minutes per XGC. So they're expected to concede a goal every 44 minutes. So looking at not just one a game, but they're expected to concede two goals mm. a game. And here we are talking about Sanchez or Colwell or Reese James. I think Chelsea's defence is an avoid. Yes, Reese James has the attacking threat and he came on and looked good, but You've got the lack of clean sheets. I don't expect many clean sheets, even in the more um, friendly fixtures, you could say. I, I still don't think Chelsea have that defense to keep clean sheets. Um, and obviously, you've got the injury and the um, the rotation. He didn't start today because of some knee pain that he had. So it feels like here we go again with Reese James. Um, United's defense as well, as you picked up on, they've been quite poor across the last six. They're similar to, uh, to Sheffield United for minutes per XGC. Yeah. So that tells you where they sit. Uh, I think both teams defensively are, are just pretty clear voids. Yeah, fair enough. I agree. I, I'm worried with United because I was looked at their delta for the last six games and a battering is coming for some team. <laughs> I, I feel like it's going to be that Liverpool game again. There is a battering oh. coming uh, because you can't keep conceding chances like that and not expect to like get, like get away from it and not get yeah. punished. Um, but Chelsea... I was thinking of like getting. I was thinking of this week moving Ariola out to Sanchez, um, mm. which could have been a great move because he's made seven saves and now it looks like he's getting a double-digit return. But then he again, saved the penalty, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but in, then again, if we talk about like how poor defense they are now, I'm like maybe I should look somewhere else for a keeper instead of going for Sanchez. Yeah, I think so. And even just playing out from the back, how many mm. times did Sanchez deliver it straight to Anthony's feet mm. or Bruno's feet? So. Yeah, Chelsea, they're making a lot of mistakes and their defense is quite poor. A one to avoid for sure. Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, now, uh, oh, the, uh, I think there was a question with regards to United uh, players as well in terms of would you get them in? But Yeah, I mean, last season, at the end of the, the season, I looked at the overall season stats and, and uh, Gar Nacho had a minutes per XGI similar to Mo Salah. But the main difference there is that Salah played way more minutes than mm. Garnacho. And of course, Salah is world-class. He's an elite finisher. So they're not the same player. But the stats were telling us that Garnacho is getting into the chance, getting the opportunities to score goals and, and create assists for other players. So I think he was one to kind of consider if he was getting the minutes. Mm. Uh, and what I thought was interesting with Ten Hag is he's dropped Rashford uh, finally, I, I look. I, I love Rashford, but finally, mm. um, and United's press from the front was way more effective. Mm. They had more energy. Uh, they were more cohesive. And if you watch that game against Chelsea, I think you come out of that thinking Garnacho was the player of the match. Mm. Um, he's got that spot. He's 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 the starting left winger for Manchester United now at four point seven million. We're talking about downgrades. If you need a downgrade in Bumo and you want to have like a 3-4-3 three, three, or yeah. if you want to kind of have a player who can who you can bring on for some good fixtures and bench in others, I don't mind Garnacho. Mm-hmm. And and there was a minus four where I was looking at Garnacho in um, and then kind of swapping him as my eighth attacker with Archer. Because mm-hmm. at the moment, if you're looking at Garnacho versus Archer for your eighth attacker, there's 0.2 million there. Yeah. You're not worried about three United spots because no one wants three United players. I don't mind Garnacho as a punt. And the fixtures are okay. They've got Bournemouth at home this week. You'd bench him for Liverpool away. Uh, West Ham away, I think there's goals there. West Ham defensively, if you're an Areola owner, you know that West Ham aren't the best defensively. So there are a couple of fixtures, then Forest away in 20. So there are some good fixtures that you could play Garnacho in. 
Uh, it is a risk, though. That, yeah. Yeah. He's not guaranteed minutes, even though I think he's first choice. Yep. Fair enough. I, I think he will play the games right for now until, like, Rashford decides to come off the bench and maybe find some form. But at the moment, I think yeah. that's kind of just spot to lose at least. Well, yeah, Rashford came off the bench for Hoyland. So yeah, Rashford right. played up front. Garnacho got the 90. And Rashford's been playing on the right. Mm. When they've been playing together, it's Rashford on the right. Um, and after the performance he, he showed against Newcastle yeah. and Livermento, of course, he had to be dropped. Yeah. I don't see him getting his starting spot back anytime no. soon. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move over to... Um, let's cover the defenders here. Uh, now, Christopher's lost to Bournemouth 1-0, I think that game ended. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, yes, it did. Oh no, two nil. It ended. Two nil. Yeah, um, Bournemouth on fire. Yeah, and the good run has come to an end now. Um, for those who are Palace defenders, and again for those who are Matic Cash, um, and for just those looking for a defender to go to, do you have any options? And let's just assume for this case that most people own a template defense. Yeah, I was been speaking about the lack of clean sheets. Yeah. And so I think if you're um, looking to make a defensive transfer, I'd avoid the centre backs. Mm. You start picking uh, full backs who have an attacking upside. Uh, I, I think at the moment, probably one of the best defenders to own around Matty Cash's price bracket is Pedro Porro from Spurs. Again, I, I don't see too many clean sheets for Spurs. They've got mm. um, Newcastle away next, and then they've got Forest, Everton, Brighton, and Bournemouth. They might keep a clean sheet in either that Forest or Everton game, but Pedro Porro's attacking stats have been great. This yeah. guy was on uh, before the uh, City game. The the two fixtures prior, he had a 0.6 XG in each of those games. I mean, if we've got a midfielder or an attacker with a 0.6 XGI in, an, in 90 minutes, we celebrate that. Mm. So you're getting that from a defender. His uh, chance creation has really gone up in the absence of Madison. He's on set pieces as well. So I think Pedro Porro's one of the best defenders to own at the moment. Um, it depends on your budget, but if you if you are looking for a defender, I think you just go for the attacking guys: Trent, Trippier, Pedro Porro, Reese James. If you want to chance that, or even Kyle Walker from Man City, his starts have been pretty secure. I think there was some talk in the off season. Kyle Walker was looking like he was going to leave at one point, mm. and I think the Athletic were reporting that um, part of the discussions in Kyle Walker staying. Uh, was more minutes for him. Mm. And he started, I think, every Premier League game so yeah. far this season. He's got the captain's armband now as well. I think he'll continue to start. And, and as we've said with City, they've got some really good fixtures. So that's probably where I would go if you're looking for a defender. Awesome. Um, yeah, I think those are the reliable places. Now, in terms of budget, there isn't really that many options available. I guess Livramento, if people still haven't gone to him or don't have triple Newcastle, um, I was looking, so initially when I moved Matty Cash off, I moved him for Toffolo, probably a bad idea looking back at it now, but yeah. he, because he had really good numbers back then. Mm. Um, mm. Now, Did you get Toffolo for the two assists? Didn't he get two assists? No, in I game? didn't. I got him already. I've benched him so far since I've got him in Toffolo <sighs> uh, for the last okay. two games. So I've sure. got him mainly for that game week 18 against Bournemouth, but now sure. Bournemouth look like they're getting better and better. Um, Robinson is another one from yep. Fulham from as Fulham, a decent yeah. option. 4.4 as well, I think. Uh, has Burnley in 18. Um, that's the other one I can think about. But uh, to be honest, again, not many clean sheets elsewhere to go for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just having a look at the the stats tables on Fantasy Football Scout yeah. in the members area. And there was a there's a, a Bournemouth defender, uh, Senesi, who um, yes. I'm thinking, what's this guy doing here? And I've just kind of looked him up. 
So he's played uh, 90 minutes in the last one, two, three, four games. Uh, that's kind of coincided with Bournemouth's uptick in form. Mm. Uh, he scored 14 points against Crystal Palace. He got a goal there. So a little bit knee-jerk potentially. But mm. he's getting the minutes. He's only 4.3. And Bournemouth has some great fixtures. Their Looking defensive close. stats have yeah. been really good. So just looking at the minutes per XGC, uh, Bournemouth have the second best defense across the last six games. Yeah. So if you're looking for a budget uh, differential, yeah. Senesi, he's got the attacking Maybe. threat. Bournemouth have some good defensive stats. But as you say, Livermento there, I'd avoid Lascelles now. Bottman's yeah. back in training. Um, yeah. I think Paul Torres, he's a little bit more expensive at 4.5. Mm. Uh, you could have him in. Yes, he's a center back, but he could potentially rotate with someone. So. Yeah, not not gr- not many picks in defense. Yeah, slim pickings. Yeah, mm, indeed. for sure. Uh, all right, let's go into uh, Sheffield United versus Liverpool. Salah blanked, which was kind of what. Well, I wasn't worried about Salah blanking, but he did get subbed, which was what I was worried about. Um, and Sheffield United now have Chris Wilder back as well. And to be honest, I thought they played really well um, against Liverpool. Um, would we maybe need to consider how we view Sheffield United now with the new manager or was it like a new manager slash old manager bounce? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How much can you stretch that new manager, old manager bounce yeah. for Chris Wilder? Yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, Sheffield United played uh, quite well. They were defensively solid. That's what you'd expect from a Chris Wilder team. They hit Liverpool on the counter a few times. There was that Joe Gomez mistake mm. early on and they did have a couple of chances, even Cameron Archer towards yes. the end. He, he just lacks that clinical finish, Cameron Archer. And if they're going to be a team that sits back and defends, which I think they will be and looks to counter, they need forwards who can take their chances when they arrive. Uh, we saw that last time they were in the Premier League. I think they they signed um, Rian Brewster from mm. Liverpool. Wilder was the manager then, I believe, and a kind of a similar issue where uh, they had uh, Oliver McBurney and, and Rian Brewster and they could sit back and defend, but they just couldn't score goals. That was their issue. So I think... Now that Chris Wilder's there, I think we should see Sheffield United less. I, look, they're still going to get relegated, in yeah. my opinion. They just don't have the players. But I don't think we should expect as many 5 nils, 8 nils as what we had under Heckingbottom. Mm. But equally, I think we should still continue to see that as a good fixture for clean sheets. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I think attacking-wise, uh, sorry, attacking-wise, maybe not as many goals to be expected. But clean sheets, they're still a pretty good team to like have a defender against. Uh, sure. Now, Simica's kind of got benched, but... I think that was kind of expected or we were thinking it might have happened this game week just because of rest. Uh, nothing too much to worry about, I would say. Yeah, I agree. I think there was potentially a case of set pieces. Sheffield United have the long throw as well. Mm. Liverpool wanted Joe Gomez in there for, for the height uh, and for that kind of defensive ability. Uh, I'd expect Simicast to come back in for that Crystal Palace game. The fact that he was benched, given the rest, um, Klopp has said, that uh, Simicash can't play every game at left back. So if you've got him, I wouldn't be too concerned. Yeah. I think he starts versus Palace. Yeah, and I don't think Joe Gomez was pulling any trees with that performance that he had. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, did, how many times did he get to the byline and his, his cross, yeah. his final delivery was really poor. I was quite surprised. He's trying to get it back in on that right foot. Mm. And when he does that, the chance is gone. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, Simicash from an attacking perspective, I think that... Um, there were times in this game where Joe Gomez really needed to get the ball into the box and the delivery was poor. Mm. So I think that Klopp will return to Mikas to the starting 11. Yep, fair enough. Now, Trent with another return and double digits again. You seem to be benefiting from it. Uh, it's Love just it. that he is so expensive at the moment and it's hard to get him in. Uh, but you have him in your team and 
Now, where do you see? Do you see keeping him for like the long run or? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I sold him last week for Trippier, yeah. and you can imagine how I felt after Trippier got 12 points. Uh, but then Trent the next day came and, and got 13 points, yeah. and then he's backed it up with another 12 pointer. Trippier is yet to play. Trippier could get 13, and I'd be zero points better off overall. Yeah. Um, I kind of saw it as an opportunity across three weeks. I saw Fulham at home, Sheffield United away. And uh, they've got Crystal Palace away yes. without Eze and without Jack Decore as well. Jack Decore? But Decore, I'm not Decore, sure of his yeah. first name, but certainly Decore. Um, so I thought, yeah, the chances of clean sheets were, were good and Trent was was from an attacking perspective. He was starting to kind of get back to what we know him to be. So it was a three-week punt at least um, with the view to going back to Trippier if it didn't work because Newcastle's fixtures are really nice. And I also saw it as an opportunity because if you've got Haaland and Sal- Salah, you can't afford Trent. Um, and I just thought, look, I'm taking on Haaland. Every other person who has Haaland has, has, in my opinion, gotten lucky with the budget enablers. Suddenly, Palmer's an option. Suddenly, Simicass is an option. You know, when I wildcarded in Game Week 8, these guys no, no, weren't... No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they weren't an option. So... I got quite frustrated thinking my no Harlan plan is not working out because there are so many cheap budget enablers. Um, and that's part of the reason why I thought, look, Trent, there's an opportunity here. He'll be there for the next fixture against Palace. But beyond that, uh, I'm not sure. He could be a downgrade to Trippier. Mm. But I do like uh, having that because I'm only going to have one premium. Yeah. So I do like having a more premium defender in either Trent or Trippier. So um, if Trent doesn't stay, Trippier will come back. All right. Cool. Um now, we can't end this without talking about Fulham. Five-star performance with five goals. Uh, first, on the other hand, just look poor. I'm not sure if Cooper might keep his job at this rate. Uh, some managers went with Gibbs-White. I went with Toffolo for this good run, uh, fixture run. Um, is it time to sell and accept that Forrest aren't going to be good enough for the upcoming run? Or would you still hold? Hmm. Yeah, it's sad to see what's happening at Forest. I know that um, Mark Southern's a Forest fan, has spoken recently on... Uh, Clash of the Correspondence mm. with um, uh, Planet FPL. Planet FPL. He's, yep. he's spoken about um, how Forrest are, are kind of more open, they're more attacking, um, that Steve Cooper had signed these attacking players and the, he seemed to suggest there was some pressure for Forrest to be more attacking and it's kind of leaving them more exposed. Mm. Um, they're, they're kind of getting on the ball a little bit more, um, trying to control games and, and take the game to the opposition and that's leaving them more open. Uh, and the one game really that they didn't do that was the win against Brighton where they sat deep, they allowed Brighton to have the ball. And and that's what has made Forrest so good since mm. they've been promoted to the Premier League. So they've gone away from, I think, what makes them good. Um, and, and they've started trying to be a little bit more aggressive. And it's not working so far. I really hope Steve Cooper keeps his job. I think he's done a fantastic job there. Um, but yeah, without Awani up front, um, Gibbs White was benched today. Yeah. I think Forrest are, are an avoid. Fulham, on, on the other hand... Um, yeah, Fulham are, are great, the scoring goals. And um, William, I think he's a really good budget enabler. We mm. overlook him, but he's on penalties. He got an assist today. They've got a good fixture in game week 18, Fulham. They've got Burnley, uh, Burnley at yes. home. So in that in that blank game week, um, and this week they've got West Ham at home. So you could go for a cheap Fulham attacker, bench them for Newcastle in 17, and then bring them back out for game week 18 against mm. Burnley. Yep, fair enough. Uh, and yeah, they look really good. Jimenez also back to scoring goals. Um, and you've mentioned already like some Fulham players that are available. I, I was initially also thinking like Leno as a replacement for Ariola because he keeps saves Fulham mm. at times. Fulham aren't a really bad defensive team. They can put in um, like performances. But yeah, might have to think about where I go for 
um, the West Ham goalkeeper by Phil C. I think you just go to Bravka, don't you? But Even I have tri- I have triple Newcastle with Lascelles, so I have to kind of move Lascelles okay. out. That's the problem. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you have two free transfers? Yes, I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that what you're looking to do this week? No, I was thinking of doing. Um, so, I was going to do. Um, well, I'm now forced to do Boomer to Palmer, probably. Yeah. Um, so I could do Bowen the Sun a week early, or I could just wait to give Bowen one more week, which I think he has a good fixture against Palace. And then do it. Um, maybe I might have to move Lessels down this week, and then slowly get Dubravka in for Turner. I think that might have to be the play, but we'll have to see. It depends on how things go. Yeah, I mean Tottenham have Newcastle. Yeah, uh, at home. So I don't think you Newcastle away from home have only kept one clean yes. sheet all season. So there's never a bad week to get Son. Yeah, I might but he's not essential. Early, but yeah, he's not, not essential, essential yeah, this that's week. The thing. So. Yeah, you could wait. And and who does Bowen have? He's got Fulham away from home. So, yeah, I, I, I'd i be tempted to just hold off on Son mm. until game week 17. Yeah, that was the plan. Yeah. yeah, sort out your defense um, and goalkeeper situation mm. potentially. Yeah, probably that might be the uh, the way to go. So we'll see mm. how we go. Uh, now, there was a question from uh, Simon as well with regards to Mwemo replacement and Simikas over but i think we kind of answered both of that as well in the pod um so that's basically all i've got um before we end captaincy oh yes captaincy. i mean if you've got him yeah harland is the is the best captain this week in my opinion against luton away from home Salah against Crystal Palace, I don't mind that. Uh, he came off early, so I'd be confident of another start for Salah. I think Darwin will start. Mm-hmm. And even though Darwin misses a lot of chances, I think Darwin is better for Salah than yeah. Cody Gakpo is. Um, Gakpo just... I, I didn't like the way Liverpool attacked with Gakpo starting today against Sheffield United. So, yeah, Haaland's the captain pick. If you don't have him like me, then I think Salah against yeah. Crystal Palace is, is a perfectly fine option. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, any differentials or just like no not really there's some tough fixtures this week like Spurs yeah. are taking on Newcastle, Newcastle. Arsenal are playing Villa um, if you want uh, a differential and you've got someone like Huang against Forrest I mean you could potentially go there but you're not sticking the captain's yeah. armband on him yeah um, yeah I think it's it's either a Haaland or a Salah week yeah. and if you've got Haaland it's I think it's an obvious captain Cool. Awesome. Uh, so thank you for your time today. Do you have anything to plug? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, thanks for that opportunity. Um, yeah, if you want to check out my YouTube channel, it's uh, FPL Inzaghi. Each week I uh, post some videos. We do a couple of live streams as well. So there's heaps of content over there. Uh, if you'd like to come and check it out and potentially support the channel. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. The links will be in the description for that. And also you can find me, uh, Football Chatbox, on YouTube where I do weekly videos and deadline streams. That's it for this week's Scout the Game Week. We'll be back after Game Week 16 and looking ahead to Game Week 17. Um, green arrows all. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks for having me.